This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, back from Comic Con, hmm? Yes, and it, it was a thing. It's like, and you'll be reading my thoughts on it on like on Friday. It's like, you know, it's like it was like I had I had fun. You know, there were good times, there were bad times. Well, honestly, like the bad times weren't all that bad, but you know, it's like the good times are really good. The bad times were. It's like, oh man, it's like Dark Horse. I expected better from you. So there you go. But um, as far as uh, tonight's podcast goes, well, this is like. Decidedly out of season, but you know it's like this is me going through and clearing out my uh, it's like my um, digital comics backlog, and you know finally, well not really finally, but you know because uh, you know like they finally offered a, a deal on the last of um, Bendis's um, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like I finally took them up on it. So yeah, arguably this should have been done back in May when Guardians of the Galaxy two came out, which you know was pretty great. But um, my thoughts on like the entirety of um, Bendis's run on the series, well, you know, the whole reason, like, he's, he was on the series to begin with was because, you know, in advance of the movies, like, you know, Marvel wanted to, to put, you know, their A-list creators, like, on their cosmic titles. So this is why he had Bendis and Steve McNiven uh, doing the first couple of is- issues of Guardians of the Galaxy, and why he had um, Jeff Loeb and um, Ed McGinnis on the first um, volume of um, Nova, you know, before it was relaunched successively. But um, Bendis's um, Guardians of the Galaxy has, you know, it's like it obviously was given the mandate of you know, hey, taking the uh, characters from the movie, you know, Star Lord, Peter Quill, um, Rocket Raccoon, um, Drax the Destroyer, um, Gamora, the most dangerous woman in the galaxy, um, Groot and Groot, and you know, putting them on a, on a team together. But um, Bendis also put um, Tony Stark on there as well because, hey, you know, it's like just to give them that added extra bit of marketability, you know, as far as like, comic fans as well. So it's like, like from the uh, now, I've written up most of the, uh, well, I've written up like every volume of the, uh, it's like of uh, Bendis's um, first first run of of Ungarden's Galaxy. Um, and the first volume of, of like the uh, New Guard, like post Secret Wars, it's like, and you know, like going back and looking at my my uh, my what I've written about them, um, you know, it's like I really don't want to con- correct myself because Bendis, you know, it's like as far as like you know, doing a uh, like a single volume, like focusing on like you know individual stories, you know, he's fine, but as far as Producing a short, a solid through line for the uh, <laughs> for his Guardians run, you know, not so much. It's in fact, it's been it's been pretty bad to be honest. <coughs> so, because if you're looking at any solid through line for Bendis's run, it's it's about how you know you've got this like cabal, like you know, managing the galaxy. I mean, you have like um like Gladiator of the Shi'ar, um, Freya of um. Asgardia, um, Annihilus of um, the Annihilation Wave, um, the Brood, the Brood Queen, Kree Supreme Intelligence. It's like, and it starts out with them, you know, saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, Earth, Earth fucks up everything for everyone. So why don't we just leave this alone and um, be done with it?" But you know, that just puts Earth as a big solid target for everyone, including the Badoon, who, you know, it's like to be honest, they're just evil Klingons. You know, it's like, I mean, 
you know, Klingons, you know, actually have a, uh, even though they're presented as the antagonists, more often than not in Star Wars um, stories, fuck me, Star Trek stories, god damn it, I have to turn my nerd badge now. Anyway, um, but with uh, the Klingons um, have to, like, uh, like, even if they are the antagonists more often than not in Star Trek stories, um, they've, it's like, you know, they've at least got the, uh, like, like the development and uh, like over years and years of stories told about them in the various Star Trek series and whatnot to uh, to be uh, you know like at least have like reasons behind their actions. With the Badoon, you know, like they're just you know like evil alien reptilian creatures. You know, like evil Klingons. Like you know they're antagonists, but they have none of the actual justifications for their actions, and that doesn't change with um, Bendis' stories here. In fact, the main um, goal with with Bendis's um, run is like to present the Guardians as the fun-loving, fun-loving, quip-loving um, characters, like from the uh, 2014 movie and you know, 2017 movie as well. And you know he does that. I mean, like his his Peter Quill, it's like you know loves being um, flip and glib about about everything. Same same goes for um, Drac. Drax and Rocket. I mean, and Rocket loves um, like putting out all sorts of like you know alien, it's like alien slang as as well, which you know like I'm sure Bendis loves because hey, it's like you know like I love being talking about the, like um the the Kraken Globnarb and all. It's like and it's it's fine, but it gets annoying after a while. It's like and um, let's take on Gamora. You know, it's like for someone who is billed as the most dangerous woman in the galaxy. Um, she winds up during his run um, being um, taken taking captive and um, be, having to be bailed out by the rest of the Guardians crew a lot more often than you'd think. In fact, um, Angela, who was originally a Todd McFarlane creation that um, Neil Gaiman um, basically gifted to uh, the Marvel Universe because you know, he wants to troll Todd McFarlane as a result of his lawsuit against him, which you know, I'm all in favor of, because like, anytime um, Gaiman wants to troll McFarlane, it's like, I'm fully behind that. Um, that, um, Angela, you know, it's like, she's, you know, for her, for um, various guest-starring um, bits in, in Bendis' run, does come off as, as a much more um, competent and capable um, most dangerous woman in the galaxy than, than Gamora. Sad to say. But, um, as far as, um, Bendis's run goes, I mean, it's like, like I said, the, uh, the individual stories are fine. Like, when you get, like, um, bits like with, um, Gamora and, um, Angela taking on the Badoon in, um, it's like, it's like in issue 10 of, um, like, of his run, which was sort of by Kevin McGuire, um, that was, that was, um, that was good, that was good, like, a solid done-in-one issue. Um, then you get, um, but then you get to stuff like his uh, Guardians Disassembled arc, which, you know, hey, it's like if you're, if you're name-checking his uh, Avengers Disassembled arc, which kicked off his whole Avengers run, you know, that was very disappointing because, you know, hey, at the end of it, you know, the Guardians weren't disassembled. In fact, they all came back together at the end because, you know, it's like they had they had all the right connections all, including uh, Captain Marvel, Carol, Carol Danvers. And um, then when um, Ben just had to uh, address the fact that, you know, hey, um, um, Drax, Star Lord, and um, 
Thanos were left for dead at the end of um, the Abnett Atlantic run in um, the Thanos Imperative in the Cancerverse. You know, it's like he had to do that, but, you know, it's like, it's like it was uh, kind of disappointing because Bendis doesn't really, tends to not really play well when he's asked to, like, you know, pick, um, like address the mess that other creators have um, have left behind them, particularly when um, said mess involves um, lots of cosmic continuity as well. But when you get to bits like the, uh, like addressing um, Flash Thompson's um, Venom symbiote, it's like that that was that was perfectly fine. Um, like um, the bits with um, Peter Quill um, leading into um, his, his his run as um, Emperor of, Sp- of um, Spartax, you know that was fine. Um, and in the uh, back half, the uh, the New Guard run, which is like you know post Secret Wars, with um, like having the crew um, do a uh, like a take a rescue run on one of the uh, Badoon concentration camp planet, you know that was fine. And the Secret Secret Wars arc that um, that kind of heralds the end of his run, where that left. Um, they had the crew going back to Earth in order to back up Carol Danvers and her um, fight against um, Tony Stark in, like, in Civil War Two. It's like you know, it's like it left um, the group splintered after um, Quill didn't tell the rest of them that uh, Thanos was on Earth and um, you know Gamora was pissed about that because you know her whole defining characteristic for most of his run was that hey, you know, it's like she's got, she wants to kill Thanos because. Um, you know, like he's done nothing but bad shit over his over his run in the galaxy. But uh, then, when she finally confronts him at the end of Bendis's run, you know, she agrees. Hey, you know, like you're just the way you are right now. You're just kind of pathetic. So I'm not going to kill you. It's decidedly anticlimactic. Um, in fact, like the uh, like the final volume, it's all right. It's like in the sense that you know, it's like we get, um, we get a nice story. Um, writing the on um, the thing, you know, who had been a member of the of the Guardians, I you know, in this um, in this new Guard run post post Secret Wars, because you know, hey, the Fantastic Four is um moribund because you know of um, reasons, because you know, it's like um, Fox owns the rights to it, and um, Marvel President Ike Perlmutter isn't going to um give um Fox any promotion for them, like, you know, till like, you know, he gets you know, he gets on um, the rights back to them. So there you go. But you know, it's like he gets a uh thing gets the story um writing him off into um Bendis's um infamous Iron Man run. Then you get um a story uh, setting up Groot as kind of a uh thing uh, as a um, nice kid story, which you know, kind of works, except for when you got the uh, like, like the 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 ten year old kid uh, delivering adult level dialogue, which just takes you right out of the store right there. And then you've got um, like Gamora, I uh, you know, going off on her own to um, try and take out Thanos and just running up against you know um, Carol Danvers' cleverness, which doesn't work out. And then the final story, which you know would have worked pretty well because it's basically a Thanos takes on the Earth story. But, you know, hey, funny how that works is that Jonathan Hickman did a much better uh, Thanos takes on the Earth story 
in Infinity, which I'm been just tied into. Um, as a final story, final storyline, you know this this Thanos against the Earth story works all right, but eh. As far as a providing a nice like sense of closure for Bendis' run, it's like I'll I'll take what I can get. I mean, Bendis' overall Bendis' run, you know, works really well in isolation. If you take um, each of the individual stories he's done, um, it's like in it's like by themselves and don't look at it don't look for his entire run as providing any kind of continuity. In fact, you know, much much in the same way as his uh, um, his various X Men runs did. So, you know, it's like not well. Okay, there were some parts that were truly terrible, um, like the uh, like the crossover with um, all new X Men, which um, had which which asked you to assume that um, that Gladiator was a complete asshole compared to um, how he's been portrayed in other comics. And how he's portrayed it in Infinity as well, so there, so you got that. But um, like, uh, like I said, if you're looking at it in isolation, if you're looking at taking, if you want to take it in individual story arcs, it's fine. It's like if you're looking for a nice, cohesive, um, overarching story that he's that Benz has done before in his well, okay, in. At least in Avengers and um, his Daredevil runs, or you know even um, like his um, both takes on Ultimate Spider-Man, it's like you know it do- it doesn't work on that level. But I I guess you know it's like if you're if you're look if you want as far as like you know just offering a a decent take on like you know like you know dragging um, the Guardians of the Galaxy into the into the present tense, making them line up with the uh, the glib, funny um, Marvel comics um, movie, the Marvel movies um, versions. Then you know it's like it works well enough. Just as long as you take them in isolation. That being said, it's like if you liked um, if you liked the movies, um, gee, which which one of these volumes would I recommend to you? I really can't think of one, honestly. It's like if you want. Like if you want a good um, Guardians of the Galaxy story, ah, uh, uh, man, yeah, it's like I'm honestly struggling to think of one as far as, as, far as it pertains for Bentis' story, Bentis's um stories. It's like I don't, I guess you know, go go re go reread Infinity for 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 all I care. It's like that was, it's like that was a good cosmic story, but. It had nothing to do with um, Bendis's Bendis's run, except for the uh, two issues he did with Francesco Fancabilla, the Guardians trying to get back onto the peak in order to um, allow you know, the rest of the uh, Avengers that were out in space back onto Earth. So there you go, which can be found in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Angela. So uh, that's it. I mean. And um, next up, though, is uh, Jerry Dugan's um, take on the characters, which, you know, it's like, after Dugan showed that he he's not nearly as good at writing um, Deadpool without um, Brian Posehn, I'm really not interested in checking out his, um, his, new, his take on the Guardians. So, there you go. 
Um, I guess, well, gee, this is really kind of depressing, isn't it? I mean, you got like someone who's like, who's run on Guardians is like only good in like on a, on, on an arc by arc basis. And someone who I'm not really, not willing to give a chance to because it's like he's kind of terrible. Like otherwise, God, this is depressing. John, um, I guess, do you have anything that can like um, break me out of this malaise that can like um, send send us off on a uh, positive note, if anything? Um, well, uh, I went to the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Disneyland, and it was fun. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I have nothing else to say. This sounds like an entire pass. I mean, there's did, just... they, did they give you a comic when you were like? Uh, no. uh, unfortunately but uh you know um there were some opportunities for us and i think the next time they do anything marvel related we should probably head over there and see if we can't uh and find out if we can't um uh you know be a part of the action as it were because when they opened that ride um they invited bloggers and uh and podcasters over So yeah, I I think I think that sounds like a nice good plan, especially since I remember, I now remember there was a uh, they actually made a, uh, a comic about the uh, the the ride that was written by um, Christopher Hastings, who has done Doctor McNinja, Deadpool, and Gwenpool as well. Ah. So I probably wouldn't mind checking that out at some point. But yeah, it's like you know next time we get they give us a chance to like, you know check out that Guardians ride. We should we should do that. Yeah, I'm just saying this is a, it was a positive experience for me, and I thought that you wanted to end in a positive note. <laughs> so yes. it's very, it's very so entertaining, though. and the animatronic that is the Rocket Raccoon animatronic is awesome. Anyway, sweet. Thanks a lot, John. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So what do you have for us next time? <laughs> uh, uh, barring any um, crazy shipping mishaps, I'm probably going to be talking about a uh, manga series that that, that um, had a nice six-volume run, but actually lasted for uh, eight volumes. Um, Wolfsmund by uh, Mitsu Sakuji. And if you, if you hear this and you think, wow, I have not heard of this series um, ever, then you, no, you're not alone. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. Great. Laters. Bye.